Welcome to the FDN Thrive Podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up-to-date, cutting-edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show. Basically, the next six years of my life, I didn't sleep and I used drugs, which is like beyond stressful on the body. And and that's a big part of my story that I don't really share with a lot of people because I also had a lot of just the basic stuff that we have where we just feel crappy and we have stomach aches and yada, yada, yada throughout our life. But I think this is a, a pivotal thing that I need to share with people at this point because there's a lot of people in the wellness community, at least where I live, that are in recovery and have taken their their health to the next level, to the FDN level, to the kind of practice that the kind of people that we want to come to our practice because they've done such a big turnaround. And I, I just, you know, I want to know that there are people to know that there's hope. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. My name is Evan Transu, aka Health Coach Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. We're going to be talking to Samantha Lander, who, for lack of better words, is just kind of a badass individual. <laughs> That's really the best way to say it. She's got one of the most unique stories preceding getting into the functional health space that I've heard, especially in these podcasts. And I think that's going to remain true for a while. You're just going to have to listen to see what I mean. But a little bit about her. She found her way into the health industry through years of working on her own health. I mean, clearly, that is such a common theme for so many of us. And she has always struggled with her weight, IBS, and hormone imbalance. For her, for her, excuse me, just going to the gym and eating a perfect diet wasn't cutting it. She was determined to figure out what was actually wrong. She finally found out she suffered from food sensitivities, adrenal fatigue, leaky gut, and pathogens. She has healed herself and is now on a mission to help others find the root cause of why they just don't feel right. Her own personal experience drives her to help others feel good again. She is certified with functional diagnostic nutrition. She is a corrective holistic exercise, kinesiology, holistic lifestyle coach, otherwise known as a Czech practitioner, and a personal trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Well, she was not always doing these things. I will tell you that much. And again, I don't want to spoil it. You're just going to have to listen to the episode. Here we go. Hey, Samantha, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, this was fun because Samantha and I were talking beforehand, and as I've mentioned before on this podcast, there are thousands of FDN grads, so it's not like I've met every single person, and this is really fun to get to meet so many people. And I found out that Samantha is like OG FDN. You graduated in what, like 2008, you said? I think it was 2009. I was one of the first, I guess, right when it went online. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Yeah, FDN was a a weekend course for a short period of time, and then you know people wanted it online. So it's very cool to talk to someone that's been doing this for um, a good chunk of time and helping people for that long. Now, all right, we always start in the same way on the show, and it's something that I really enjoy. And of course, we were already touching on your story a little bit, but I like to hear the health side of things before we ever get into the natural side of stuff. So I'm curious, you know, what was Samantha's life like as let's say maybe a kid, teenager, or adult, whenever your health issues started and what was going on in your life health-wise? I love how you just assume all of us have health issues. But yes, I did have <laughs> health issues. Um, I, um, as a child, grew up, um, I, I had a really, my parents were super healthy. Um, you know, I was that girl that went to school who had like the whole wheat sandwich. I could never, like nobody wanted to trade my food for the fruit roll-ups or anything good like that. Um, and so. I, I was fortunate that, that my, you know, I had a really healthy lifestyle growing up, but I remember 
in about fifth grade, um, I started getting these horrible, horrible stomach aches um, to the point where I, I, I couldn't even go to school. I was sick all the time. Then I started getting strep throat all the time. I was on a lot of antibiotics. And um, I think that's kind of where my gut sort of um, became super compromised. Um, and and the kind of the, that's where the, the everything kind of spun out of control um, later in life. I started to put on weight. I was always an athlete. I was always in really good shape. Um, I played sports. Um, so I, I wasn't really like one of those kids that grew up in a high sugar family that ate, you know, SpaghettiOs every night. Um, but I remember I just was always really, really tired and really, really like fatigued. I would, I remember I'd go like babysit and I felt like all I wanted to do was fall asleep. Um, my weight kind of went up and down, but I was also like one of those athletes that was literally, I was on the crew team. I was one of the number one rowers in the U S I went to state for swimming. Um, so I did cardio, 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 and more cardio. So I think that was kind of where my adrenals just kind of like almost got shot at that point in my life and my gut. Um, I do remember at one point, um, I was on a crew team and I, um, uh, I had to make a featherweight boat. So my diet became very like limited and very, like it was whole foods and very, very clean. And that was the first time ever I actually felt good. And I kind of like, I dropped weight and I just felt kind of normal. Um, then I went to college, um, and you know, did the normal college thing, ate, like crab, went crazy, drank a lot. Um, and then sort of uh, rechecked myself and got back into fitness and, and taught spinning. And so I was always very into health and, and being active in sports and working out. Um, and I kind of continued that way all until about my junior year of college. And I, I, I was heavy. I gained a lot of weight um, in college. Um, and I'm not sure... I mean, I think it was a combination of poor diet. You know, I was that kid that like, I left, I went to college and I could have sugar cereal without my mom yelling at me um, and just sort of went crazy. Um, but then junior year of college, um, I actually got, you know, into drugs. Um, so I went out to California to visit some friends and started, you know, dabbling in the whole party drug thing out there. And pretty much, um, that's when my life, I, I felt normal. Um, my health felt normal at that point, as crazy as that sounds, because I felt, I think that I, I was had the ability to kind of step away from having all these GI issues and being overweight or struggling with any fatigue. And it almost just made, I, I was using methamphetamines. I was using meth um, along with the many other drugs, but which is an upper. So it's like, I finally felt like I had energy and I could think right. So in my mind, I felt like I was sort of like, okay, well, maybe I'm self-medicating for ADD. Um, but that continued on. I moved to LA um, after college. I graduated University of Michigan um, with a BA in sports management, so with a 4.0. So none of that really impacted my my grades um, or my life at the time. Um, and I just, I wasn't so tired all the time. And I, I felt good, um, which is nuts. But um, I was just, I was always, so, I always felt so sick as a kid, um, uh, with my stomach problems. And when I was sick, sick as a kid, they did medicate me with like every kind of medicine under the sun to try to fix my gut. And they said I had IBS and misdiagnosed a lot of things. And 
I was also really outdoorsy. So I spent a lot of time um, kind of backtracking here for a minute, but like outdoors, like, you know, in mud, backpacking, rock climbing. I like pretty much lived at my parents' lake house. I don't know. I look back and I'm like, well, maybe I picked up a bunch of parasites then or something. Um, so then fast forward back, I graduated college and I moved out to LA and the job that I had, I was supposed to work, help launch a liquor out there. Um, and at this point I actually didn't really drink. I just kind of used drugs. Um, but I moved out there and I decided that, um, when that job fell through that I was going to come a DJ and start producing music. So basically the next six years of my life, I didn't sleep and I used drugs. <laughs> Um, which is like beyond stressful on the body. Um, and I, and that's a big part of my story that I don't really share with a lot of people because I also had a lot of just the basic stuff that we have where we just feel crappy and we have stomach aches and yada, yada, yada throughout our life. Um, but I think this is a, a pivotal thing that I need to share with people at this point because there's a lot of people in um, the wellness community, at least where I live, that are in recovery and have taken their their health to the next level, to the FDN level, to the kind of practice that the kind of people that we want to come to our practice because they've done such a big turnaround. And I, I just, you know, I want to know that there people to know that there's hope, like to get out of that hole and to and to actually repair all the damage you may have done in your past with your body. Um, so I pretty much was a was a drug addict for a good chunk of time um, until about. 2006, I, uh, I checked myself into rehab and then I actually, um, ended up, um, my, well, before I checked myself into rehab, I, um, throughout that drug use, I got into selling drugs on top of it. Cause you know, I could only justify in my head that if I, um, sold drugs to make the money for the drugs, then I could use the drugs. And then I just turned into this massive operation basically. Mm -hmm. And I had a, yeah, it didn't, none of it makes sense. So I had a full um, SWAT team raid my house. Three weeks um, prior, I actually quit selling drugs. Um, but I was still DJing and producing music. I was super successful. Um, and then I got federally indicted also. So at that point, I realized, um, I remember my dog just kind of looked at me and I looked at her and I said, what the hell am I going to do? Should I go to rehab? And she like kind of walked over and just put her head on my lap. And I'm like, okay, it's time. Like I am a, <laughs> I'm a healthy person. And I was like, okay. the dog knew. <laughs> the, oh, the dog. Oh, did the dog know? And, um, you know, I, I've always been a really healthy person. I've been really health conscious. I, I mean, in college, I saw an iridologist who read my eyes. I was going to holistic practitioners. So I had it like sort of ingrained as a child, even, you know, with my parents being super healthy and I, and I just lost my way. Um, and I thought that I was, you know, I mean, I ended up in federal prison, put it that way, um, for two years of my life. And I kept telling myself, um, once I get there, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to get super healthy. And that this is going to be the time where I can just honestly do self-care beyond belief. And I tried to really make the best of it. I was so happy to be sober. It didn't matter where you put me, honestly. Um, I was, it, it was hard, you know, nobody wants to go to prison, but it was like the time for me to learn how to take care of myself. And I went there, but it's, the diet was so awful. I remember, um, that, they went on so, like a, a soy based diet at one point and we all thought it was super healthy. And as soon as I did that, I had these like horrible cystic acne. Um, I mean, all I did was work out 
like every single day I would wake up and do, I mean, I probably did like in the winter, I would do at least three hours of cardio a day. I didn't lift a weight. And then I would, they, during the summer, we would walk around this track, like little hamsters. So I'd walk like 12 miles a day on top of all that. And then I worked in landscape and I would like be, you know, driving bulldozers and backhoes and moving, you know, these pallets of bricks. And I mean, I was working and my goal was just to work so hard and to wear my body out to the point that I knew that I could sleep at night because I had this fear of not being able to sleep. Um, so, I mean, you want to talk about adrenal fatigue. I mean, it was awful. And I, I got out of there and I was really sick. Um, I, my stomach was horrible again. Um, I, I got out, I became a personal trainer. I got certified, um, to be a trainer. And so I, that's when I got back into the, the health industry. Um, I was one of those trainers where, which is like probably most FDNers or who were trainers. Like I worked out. I mean, at this point I was lifting weights. I worked out a ton. Um, I ate perfect. Like I was like, I wouldn't even cheat. Um, and I was so, so, so tired and I had chronic diarrhea and I was always bloated. The thought of getting up in the morning and putting clothes on, I, I, or I put on my stretchy pants cause that's all I wore cause I was a trainer literally made me want to like die. I was so, my anxiety was awful. Um, it was like an all time low. It was worse than me going to prison or anything like that. My health was so bad. And that's when I found a, what, this is actually one of the first, first practitioners, Kyle Shea, who, um, did that. He did the weekend course and he said, you know, someone set me up with him and said, try working with this guy. And I ran my first food sensitivity test and I probably had, it's probably one of the worst tests I've ever seen, probably 50 things on there or more. Um, and this is when they only tested for like, I think 130 things or 125 or something. And within that first week, I lost 20 pounds of water, um, just with how much inflammation I had on my body. And then the diarrhea didn't really go away. I was still working out a ton. And that's when Kyle's like, okay, you need to do like a, you need to do a, a, a saliva test, a hormone panel. You need to do this and you should probably do a GI panel. And I had nothing at this point. I had like no money. Um, I had just moved in with my boyfriend, I guess at the time I was starting to make money, but I mean, I, you know, I had just gotten out of prison. I didn't have a lot to like, I didn't have $2,000 to go run labs and do all this stuff, but I did, I made it work. And sure enough, I had two parasites. I had, um, I was stage three, borderline four adrenal fatigue. Um, and I, I was super sick. I quit working out. Um, I, I did some weightlifting. I did a ton of self-care. I rested. I went on the protocol and I literally never felt better in my entire life. Um, it changed my life. And I kind of went with that and, and started referring some of my clients out to, to Kyle and to other practitioners. And then, um, you know, I, I didn't know, I guess if I was really ready to do it for myself, um, until I then late a, a couple of years later, I, I started getting these horrible periods again, um, where I was bleeding like three weeks out of the month. And then I broke up with my fiance at the time. And then I got food poisoning and everything came back. Um, and I, I, I was super estrogen dominant and I was super sick and I spent thousands with other practitioners 
in town, out of town, other practitioners that do similar stuff. Um, I think at one point I was doing like the repeat thing. Um, I was all over. I just wanted help. And I finally realized this is stupid. I, I, I need to just learn how to do this for myself and I need to help others do this. Um, this is, this is way, way, way too important to me to like walk away from trying to change people's lives through what I went through. And, and it wasn't even the prison or the drugs. It was through what I went through with my health. Um, I mean, I spent so many nights just curled up in a ball crying because I was so hopeless that I, I just never thought I could get better. I, I, I mean, I had liposcopic surgery to see if I had endometriosis. I mean, I went to Western medicine at one point. I, I spent $3,000 that pretty much ended up being a wash at this holistic practitioner who had no idea what she was really doing. Um, so I just did it and I was like, screw it. I'm going to get certified and I'm going to do this on my own and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And so I did it. And that was kind of how I got into the FDN. Um, and I took all the labs and I did it all on myself and it worked. Um, I got better and I was like, oh my God, I almost have perfect health. Um, I mean, I, I'm obviously, you know, super in tune with my body at this point, but it, it changed my life. And, um, I realized it was something that I wanted to do for other people. Um, because it's, it's no joke. Um, I mean, a parasite can make you so crazy. Um, just in general. I mean, I, I had probably four of them throughout the whole thing, at least. Um, it was, it was a rough road, <laughs> let's just say. So, and I always tell people and I tell my clients, like, you know, once you're in adrenal failure, once you can fall back there so fast, mm-hmm. like, so don't ever, ever think that you're just done. Like you're in recovery. You're in recovery, just like you're in recovery with any other thing in your life that you may be in recovery for, whether it's an illness or whatever, like SIBO, same thing. Like you, one little stressful thing, you can fall back. So you need to remember that if you can take one thing from what you learned from me, just know down the road, if something happens, freaking call me or you know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to teach you what to do because it will, you'll fall back there. It's, this isn't, you know, life is stressful. We have stuff thrown at us, you know, that's crazy. And, you know, I had, I had prison. I had stuff when I was a child, rounds and rounds of antibiotics. I, um, you know, I was a drug addict. Um, I, you know, went through a divorce. I went through, so it's like, you, you just gotta, that's what I love that I can do now is coach people because it's, it's just a lifelong journey. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. I, uh, I am at the point, um, where I have a full FDN business and a full personal training business. Um, I'm a single mom making it work. Um, and you know, it's great. I love it. I absolutely love it. This is awesome. Well, thank you, first of all, for sharing that side of things, because you know what? I feel like if someone did go through that, they might not be um, willing to share that, you know, but that is a real thing that happens to a lot of us. I had never gotten to that level with things like meth, but benzodiazepines are certainly a part of my story. Um, Plenty of marijuana and alcohol with those benzodiazepines. And, you know, that was all through high school. And the thing is, Mm -hmm. Samantha, you and I both had health issues before doing that stuff. That's the real issue. Because like you said, this stuff is stressful on the body, especially something like methamphetamines. I mean, that is all stress (laughs) on the body. You know, you're just go, go, going. Um, So there are so many things that it's just, it's making it even worse over time with the health issues. And I think my favorite part about what you said is you're like, you know, I went to prison for two years and the time when your health was the worst 
was worse than when you spent the two years in prison. I think it's one thing for someone to make that analogy if they've never been through that. It's another thing for someone to make that comparison who's actually been through both sides of that. That's how serious, guys, some of these people out there are when we're talking about chronic health issues. And it's why every single person that comes on this podcast is so lit up and so passionate about it. Because when you've experienced it, whether or not it's unique to you, I mean, sure, there's unique aspects, but fundamentally, chronic health issues will run your life. And until you get them under control, it can feel like, hey, I, you know, you're almost in a prison of, in your own house or in your own life because you yeah, can't really totally, do anything. Totally. Oh, I became, I became the big, I am an extrovert, man. I love people. And it's, it's taken me actually, I think probably to like, maybe from COVID or to now, like getting out of my marriage and, and really trying to like really hone in on who I am again to realize like I'm an extrovert. And when I was sick, I became a total introvert. Like I didn't leave my house. Like the thought of like putting clothes on, like I, I just wanted to die, you know? And I was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, within my second year of personal training was making a six figure business. It was crazy. Wow. And I was working and rocking it. You know, I went from prison and within two years I bought a house and I, I mean, I had everything, a really nice car, you name it. I was good. I mean, I was like rolling. I was like, this is great, you know, but I was so sick and it was like, it was hard. It was hard. And I was training a lot of really young girls and, you know, I think that, that could have been part of it. Um, you know, just dealing with like the eating disorders and the body image disorders that these young girls are going through. And then trying to like, here I was like with all my health issues and like, it was just a lot. And I think that just took me really over the top. When you were finding these parasites on the tests, because one of the things I'd like to do in this podcast is maybe get one or two golden nuggets for people. Um, obviously, this is a more story-based podcast, for especially with our practitioners, but I think people like to be educated and they like to learn things. And the parasite side of things is not necessarily something we've talked about before. So we don't actually have to get oh, into good. maybe the specific parasites, but I'm curious for those that maybe this is a new topic. You know, they're like, what do you mean? I have a parasite in me? Isn't that like, you know, something that a dog could have or whatever? It's like, no, humans can absolutely have them too. And what are parasites actually doing to the body that causes so many issues for someone that maybe has never heard about, uh, about this before? So, um, I love parasites. That's kind of like my bread and butter actually. Um, so as far as parasites, you know, it really, it really depends on what you have. And that's one thing that I have found with a lot of practitioners that, that scares the crap out of me is that a lot of them just give you this general template of, okay, here, just take this. This is what will get rid of a parasite because that's, they just, they don't even, even if they, it's, it's very, you got to be very careful on how you treat specific parasites because they're very smart and they're, they're hard to eradicate if you don't do it right. So. Um, I have had people with some that literally will go for the liver. And so, you know, the, the parasite compromises the liver, which can then in turn cause some severe hormonal imbalances. Um, I have some that can, you know, there's some that can like go towards the brain um, or certain organs that literally will cause severe anxiety and make you crazy. I like to tell people this is like, you know, the crazy cat lady. Um, of course. People yes. talk about, yeah, <laughs> yep. you know, you know, but what, well, the, the crazy cat lady is crazy because she's cleaning cat poop and she picks up a parasite. That's why she's crazy. It's not because she's a crazy cat lady and loves cats. I mean, she probably loves cats, but 
those parasites are what make them crazy that they get from probably that's cleaning all the cat poop. That's why when you're pregnant, you can't be around cat poop. Um, so they can, they can really, I mean, it depends on what parasite and, and what organ and what area of the body they want to go to. And they are really, really smart. So using one cookie cutter approach to try to, to try to kill a parasite in my personal opinion is not, I find is not always the best way to go. And then you don't really get the results that you need. Like I, I switch up herbs and supplements, like nobody's business to try to trick them into not getting comfortable with one thing. Cause they'll learn to live. Um, you know, if you're just doing, you know, you know, one of the, you know, there's a bunch of supplements, just let's say, uh, like black walnut, um, or black seed oil or something like that. Let's say you have those two, you know, if you're just doing those two every single day, they're going to learn how to live in that. They're, they're, they're usually pretty smart. Um, and so you got to switch up a lot of that, um, you know, and breaking down biofilm and I mean, there's a process to it and people can get crazy during the process. <laughs> sure. And it's really interesting that you brought up the quote unquote crazy cat lady thing, because they now know that many, uh, I, I hate when I can't quote stuff properly, but it's something I, ha- I haven't read for a while. So I will I'll always admit. Probably all the drugs I did or the adrenals. <laughs> But um, for the people out there, you know, they could easily look this up. There was something about a specific parasite being highly um, implicated in those with schizophrenia. It was in like a significant, over 50% of the amount of the schizophrenics that they tested. And so, yeah, these creatures, guys, even when we're talking bacteria too, it can be, you know, just as bad sometimes, but they want to live and they don't care how they hurt you to do so, you know, so they are... you know, literally parasitic by nature. They are stealing, they're taking um, from ourselves. So I didn't realize that you were going to be so involved in, I thought you were kind of just listing the parasite thing loosely. I never knew that that would be what you would consider your bread and butter. So I will get a little more specific then. I mean, what were some of the parasites that you were finding on your own tests? Like, was it like Blasto, Giardia? What are we working with here? So um, my first one was Blasto. I think I had blasto three times, I would oh, say. Um, oh, yeah. It was, I was, I was a real champ with that. So I always tell people too, you know, as I started to heal the gut and, you know, like, like even with FBN, they say, uh, you know, it's like an onion, you kind of peel the layers. So every time I got through like another layer of something, I, I seemed like I always found, um, you know, another parasite or another thing. I had candidia, I had, um, I did have SIBO actually at the beginning of COVID. I, I thought I had had it before, but I ended up getting SIBO. Um, I had um, Endolimax Nana. That was one that I had at one point. Um, and Crypto. So I know that I had those. And then Candidia. Oh, but geez. I feel like that just kind of like, that was like nothing compared to everything else. <laughs> right, so, right, right. And they, and they would, it's like they would come and go. It's like, you know, I just, and I honestly, some of them I just tested to test. Because everything just fell out of whack. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I just did a parasite protocol like a year and a half ago. There's no way. And sure enough, I had one. So retesting really is important. And how you test is so important. I mean, a one-day stool test is a joke. Well, I was just about to say, I was wondering what you thought about that type of stuff. So when you say like how we test, I mean, what is your, is is it a go-to for everything or do you have different tests that you utilize depending on the suspected parasite? I mean, what do you consider good testing? So, so for me, I always, um, I break down the biofilm before I do anything. 
Um, so step one, like I won't even, I make someone break down the biofilm. Um, I get them off all, all antibiotics if they happen to be on anything like that, all probiotics, anything, even a shake like that, um, that will impact the results. And then I have them do a six day stool test during the full moon because parasites are breeding then. And so they are out and about and you're gonna, you won't waste your money on your stool test. So I use, um, I, I use a different test than probably most FDM practitioners. I use, I use parasitology. Um, and I like them because they hire the staff that looks at the stool with that company. They have been all over the world. They have seen everything and anything under the sun. They will find the, the weirdest, grossest worm or anything in your stool. Um, they take the time to look at it. It's not like a general, like if you go to an, uh, you know, just a GI and they do a test and do like a two day stool test. And, you know, that's about how, okay, we want you to get through 200 labs in a day. When you go to a lab that's usually, you know, not covered by insurance and it's like a good reputable lab, they are, they're going to hire people to say, okay, you can get through 10, but find shit. You know what I mean? They're going to, they're more worried about you act them actually taking the time to look at it and not how many you get through to bill through insurance. So I think that's 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 some a good, important factor to look at when you're doing a stool test. Even BioHealth was a four day stool test, or at least I ran all of them with a four day test. Right. Um, when I used to use theirs back in the day, and I do, you know, I do an H pylori. I do, you know, and I I send people to the GI doctors to get some other stuff done just to double check even more. Um. So did that answer your question? No, absolutely, and this is cool. So <laughs> because what I've been. I don't want to say worried about because I always keep an open mind, but I've heard a lot of people talking about, oh, it's especially now it's all about rebuilding. It really doesn't even matter what's in the gut. You know, we're not even going to test at all. And, you know, we're just going to keep rebuilding. And I think there is some truth to that with certain things, but I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, I'm like, some of this stuff is pretty nasty, especially when we're talking about parasites. And it certainly has become pretty strong for lack of better words over time while the host was weak. So I just wonder, like, isn't there a limitation on rebuilding? I mean, shouldn't we address a parasite if we know that it's there? I, I guess I, I get really confused and not that FDN, FDN taught the, the first way, right? Like you always address those types of things. But now I'm hearing like these new philosophies where it's like, okay, well, we can just rebuild and don't really worry about what's in the gut. And I feel like that's incorrect. I haven't really seen a lot to back that up. So, I mean, you definitely are under the belief, right? If we know that there's a parasite, let's get it oh, the heck yeah. out. Yeah. And, you know, and you should always do, you know, the, there's a process to it, you know, with like, you know, H. pylori, SIBO, parasites, candidia, you know, what order to go in. But I always think, you know what, I, I've been doing this long enough that, you know, I, I know people are like, well, the money, the money. And I'm like, I just really don't work with anyone anymore unless I almost test everything. Um, and if I find something, I'm going to, and I'm going to get rid of, um, I mean, kudos, like I'm glad people are actually starting to heal the gut and work on things like that, because that was a big step that was missing in my, the piece to my puzzle. And that's why I really never got better, mm -hmm. but you got to eradicate, get rid of everything, reduce the inflammation, get your body healthy, get your adrenal strong. And then, you know, and then repair the gut. Um, you can do some gut healing for sure. I think along the way. Um, but I think that you definitely need to, you need to address the parasite there. I mean, people, some people think, oh, well, you, I have H. pylori. Everybody has it. One out of four people say that's what it says on Google. I'm like, yeah, but your numbers are like out the roof. Like, no, like, and you're sick. Like, okay. It's just crazy to me. Um, so I think it's all about educating the client. 
Um, you know, I, I also, I like to give, give them a little story about like, you know, parasites, they know you're sick. And the fact that we found one, they, that just says how sick you are. Like they see an x-ray vision. They, so they kind of see in like night vision. So when, when they're looking at me, which I like to think I'm a pretty healthy person at this point, mm-hmm. and they're looking at one of my sick, sick patients, they're going to see that their body temperature is higher because there's a higher, you know, their inflammation's up. So they're going to go live off them. They're going to live off me. and They're going to go right through me. I'm going to flush them out, you know? So they, they're no, they're smart little cookies. I did not know that. I mean, it makes so much sense, yeah. but yeah, oh, man, people need to watch out these things. Again, we take them for granted because we can't see them, but they are intelligent and they've been here longer than us. You know, oh, that's what yeah. I think it was a uh, Brendan Vermeyer who put that in my head where he's talking about like mold and stuff. He's like, guys, mold's been here way longer than us. Don't underestimate this thing. Like it's smart, you know? So it kind of applies in this conversation as well. Now you kind of had already alluded to this. You said you consider yourself pretty healthy today. I'm curious with, I mean, obviously as a kid, you were reacting to something. There were, there's clearly many things probably bothering your body back then. And then of course you don't really help it out with the staying up super late DJing and obviously the running in with drugs. So there's a lot of stress. Oh, my whole lifestyle was crazy. <laughs> right. A lot of stress on your body over time. How long did it take after getting pretty sick to like, feel like you were back to at least somewhat like yourself again, where you feel like you could work and you didn't have that chronic fatigue type of thing you had described? Oh man. So, well, you know what? I, you know what, within the first month of getting on the, on the adrenal program, um, you know, I did, I had done, I think it's dual test at that point, And I'd done the, um, the, uh, food sensitivity test. But once I got on a good adrenal program and I remember I was on like pregmanolone and I you know adrenal support and licorice root, like my first round, I remember like within there were a lot of ups and downs emotionally. Like I think getting on the hormones and I mean, it was like, it got, it got bad before it got good there for a minute, like even worse. And then we get a little bit better and then it got bad. But by the end of the first 30 days, I actually started to feel a little human, but honestly, overall, I mean, it took me, I mean, with everything, a good two years Mm -hmm. once I figured things out. Um, to really feel better. But then again, you know, then I went through and then, you know, I had about a year and a half feeling really good. And then I, I had some trauma. Like, I mean, I went, I got broke up with someone, which was like, actually it wasn't that bad of a breakup, but it was still, it was, people don't understand that there's good stress and bad stress. So like, it, it was a great thing in the end. I mean, we're still great friends. Um, and you know, my, you know, and then I got the food poisoning and it just was too much for my body you know, and, uh, and that set me back. So then that took me about another, that took me about another, to get out of that little rabbit hole, it took me at least two years, um, or more, um, with all just trying to figure things out because I, I was also like the practitioners I went to were, it was a joke. Like the first, I remember going and getting a stool test, like looking back now and the, the gr- woman put me on antibiotics. I was taking probiotics. I did it. And she's a holistic practitioner. That's like working at a really big reputable, like health spa, whatever here. Um, and I mean, it was like, I couldn't have taken the test any, it could have been, it was just totally wrong in every way of how I took it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, I, and I look back and I'm like, well, that was like $700 out the window, you know, of that just for that test. I mean, it's like all about the money. So, so we're talking two um, years with a lot of mess ups along the way yeah. through no fault of your own really. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, that's, yeah. I think yeah. that's still pretty fair considering, you know, how long you dealt with this stuff. And I think it's important for people to hear those things. You know, it's a journey. You got to stick with oh, it yeah. and it is absolutely going to be worth it because when you lose your health and then you get it back to whatever degree you get it back, even if it's 50%, that's one of the best feelings in the world. Um, and oh, I wouldn't trade that I, for yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, totally. Yeah, I strive for like perfect health. Like I, Today, like, so like, let me just tell you today, like today sure. I could go out and let's say I'm like, you know, stuck in a snowstorm or snowstorm and I'm starving and all I had was Burger King and I could eat Burger King, I would feel fine. So my gut is like that solid to the point where I can actually go out now. I mean, I might feel a little weird like the next day and it's like, oh, but I actually can go out and do something like that now. I mean, I couldn't even travel. Like I, I it just like would scare me to the point, like, what am I going to eat? What if I have to eat at an airport? What if I get sick? And now I can really, I can do all that. I can, I mean, enjoy life. I can go out and go out with my friends. I don't, I don't hate putting clothes on, you know, I don't feel like my skin is crawling and I'm in someone else's body. It's, it's, it's amazing. Right. Okay. Well, I love those types of stories because that's true healing rather than just symptom management. And there's a huge difference between those two things. So you've obviously probably been able to work with quite a few people over the years since you graduated a while ago. And this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast is just getting to hear maybe how some of the work you've done has impacted someone else. So Samantha, are there like one or maybe two, however many you want, stories of just clients that came to you and their life was just totally changed because of the things that you found and the different approach that you take versus all the other people they probably went to? Yes, I got two really good ones. All right. Okay. One um, was a guy, um, I guess I don't even know how he found me. Um, young guy. Um, he came in and he had, oh, oh, you know, a doctor referred him to me. He got diagnosed with SIBO. Doctor referred him to me because they didn't want to deal with it. And they said, well, this chick can probably help you. They basically just kind of gave up. They gave him the medication. He came to me. Things weren't getting better. So I ran all the labs. Um, we got him on a good protocol. But his, his main thing was um, he couldn't, he, for him to go to work or anywhere, he would literally have to plan out the route as to where he could go to the bathroom in case he had diarrhea. It was that bad. Like, so he couldn't do anything. I mean, everywhere he went, he knew where there were going to be bathrooms just in case he, he, for his job, he would have to do like public speaking and a lot of, um, you know, and, and that would flare it up and he would just have like all, I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't even do his job. He could barely work. He was so sick. His, um, his diarrhea and his GI was so bad. Um, and that was just a case of SIBO. Um, we didn't find anything on the GI panel, maybe a little bit of yeast. Um, so we probably just did a little protocol for that. So I just kind of taught him how to manage that later. He now I actually checked in with him recently. Um, and he, he is great. He barely has flare ups. His anxiety is under control. He travels, he has two kids and he's thriving. Um, he actually was like, Oh, maybe I'll run a, a food sensitivity test. And he actually got the test and everything. And, and then emailed me back. He's like, let's not, let's just set, like come up with some meal planning for my family. Cause I think, I don't even think I need it. He's like done. You know, that's great. You know, that's, that's what I want to hear. And then I have another one. She had, um, worms. I've had a lot of worms. Um, so, um, this one, um, it was, it was worms. I think it was ringworm. Uh, I think it was roundworms or tapeworms. I don't remember which one, but they were so bad um, to the point where I had to get her set up with visceral massage so we could break up the nests in her stomach because there were like nests of worms. And like, 
literally work them out so she could like poop them out. She was so sick. Her stomach was like, she looked like she was pregnant. Um, oh and we gosh. got those worms. Yeah. We got those worms out of her and she was, she's been great. So th- okay. they are kind of the parasite ones that I really like. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the visuals there. I, there's nothing quite like yeah. picturing a worm's nest getting massaged out of a woman. That's, <laughs> oh, holy oh, yeah. cow. Right, I right. Can't even... I, you should see how many toilet pictures I get. <laughs> It's like, oh god. Yeah, I've I've seen some interesting stuff online with like um uh, what's the one that people use a lot? Uh the mimosa pudica, I think it's called, and apparently oh, that'll yeah, yeah, yeah. you know bring stuff out. Yeah. And I I know it's not a one size fits all like you kind of taught us, you know, there's many different aspects to this and many different herbals that can be used, but that one is particularly interesting because you do get some crazy pictures of what came out of people when they took that. So, um, I don't even like thinking about this stuff sometimes, but it's a real part of what we do. Um, because if you don't address that, that's what I'm saying. How can anyone out there tell me that you're just going to rebuild the gut for someone that has something like that? Like, Oh, we don't need to test. We'll just rebuild. Well, what if she has roundworm or ringworm like you're talking about? I mean, that needs to yeah. go. Um, and at the very least, how can you make an argument that if you know it's there, uh, yeah, no, it, you know, it's not worth taking some supplements just to get it out. That makes no sense. So I, yeah, I like no. where you're going with this. And I think it's better to hear from someone who's been doing this for just over a decade now and actually learn what has worked long term. Um, and I know Reed would very much agree with that stuff. And he's been doing this for a decade. So I think I'll stick with what has worked in the past for people. Now, yeah, I agree. So what is the plan for the future? I don't typically ask this question, but I'm just interested because I feel like you've had such a cool life and I think you've overcome a ton. So what is next for Samantha in terms of maybe just the business side of things or the health side of things? Like where do you see yourself going in the next few years? So I, um, well, so I just kind of lit a big ass fire under my ass. (laughs) Part of my language. I said I wasn't going to cuss. You're good. So I, so I, um, I, I kind of lost my way there for a minute, um, trying to raise my kid as a single mom, kind of going through a divorce and, and with a with a husband who made it very hard for me to even be able to have a practice. So um, I just recently connected with Jen and I took her little, you know, her PBE course. And I was like, what, like, what have I been doing? Like, I am a businesswoman. Even when I was like a drug addict, I was a businesswoman. I mean, I sold drugs. I mean, I, I'm always trying to make money and run a business. Like, I've always been an entrepreneur. Like, even when I was little, I remember I would have like little stations in my room trying to sell things. And, and, and I just am an entrepreneur that likes to run a business. So I have revamped how I run my entire business. I do not mess with any client that doesn't buy a package um, that will include pretty much all the testing, at least the, at least a food sensitivity a hormone panel and a, a GI panel. Um, and I, it's a, it's a, it costs money to work with me at this point. Um, so I'm, I'm like kind of changing things. Like I, I want committed people because I was doing a lot of a la carte testing because I had a really successful personal training business. So I didn't really need a lot of the FBN money. It was just, I kind of, I did it. Um, and I had enough people that made me happy and I felt like I was getting the results a little bit, but, um, I, I don't a la carte anything anymore. Really. Um, you won't get the results you want, want and people don't work with you long-term. So that's my, if you are an FDNer and, and you're scared to do packages and all that, it's don't be scared. It's, it's the best thing you could do. I have signed up so many people in the past four weeks since I, it's really been like four weeks since I really changed how I, my pricing. Um, and it's, it's crazy how much money I have made 
and how many clients I've signed up and are ready to go. And they're committed. They're ready. And it's awesome. Um, and so my plan is to to do that, grow that business, and then hire someone to train my clients and get out of personal training. And that's where I'm at. I love so. it. And I think there are so many times, not necessarily with the health side of things, but there are so many times where you referenced, you know, <laughs> I sold drugs. Like that is a potential business person just doing the wrong thing, you know, because you can't do that yeah, without totally. having that entrepreneurial hustle. Like you got to have it. <laughs> well, that's um, what my mom said. She's like, she's like, Jesus, she's like, you know, cause I was doing really well. Like I was like, it got to be like a very booming business. I just got really lucky that I didn't end up. I mean, I was looking at 22 years of prison when this all began, when I first got federally indicted or like 22 to life. I never forget when my lawyer called and told me that. And I was like, what? And, uh, I just got really, really, really lucky. I mean, um, with everything. And, uh, but you know, I, I did, I, I make it, my mom's like, well, you should go sell cars when you get out. Cause all you, you're just good at selling everything. <laughs> yes. And she's like, I don't even understand it. She's like, you just, you need to run a business. And that was, I think the hardest thing in my life is when I had a kid, I, I, a kid isn't running a business and you don't, you don't make money off your kid. Like at one point I think I was like, I think I'm going to get my kid into modeling so I can make some money off him. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, you know, like let him have his life. And it's just, it's, I have to, being a mom is really hard for me. You know, I, I'm a businesswoman and I'm learning how to be run a business successfully and be a mom. And, um, that's my current challenge, but, but yeah, you know, but it, I mean, I love my kid. I, I know. I think I, if you had said that first thing in the podcast, I think that may have been problematic, but I think after we got to know you, I think everyone understands the joke. So um, yeah, we're good there. Yeah. I have two more questions for you. One of which is simply, where can people find you if they are totally vibing with you? Because I know there are going to people uh, be people out there that you are absolutely their type of coach um, because you're just real. You know, that's, that is what it is. You're not trying to be anything. You're not. I am like, real. Yeah. This is everything on the table. So where can people find you? So um, on my website, it is, um, www.cfitpt.com, which is actually going to be a new website, hopefully in two weeks. So right now it's a little messy. Um, or on Instagram as cfitliving. Um, and then I'm on Facebook as Samantha Lander or cfit. Excellent. So I would love to hear from anyone. And of course, as always, guys, that'll be in the show notes when this podcast is out. My final question for you is our signature question on this uh -oh. podcast. And it's probably... <laughs> Well, this is my real favorite one. I say this about every question, but this is my real favorite one. I promise. If you okay. have the ability, Samantha, to get every single person on this earth to engage in one health habit or get everyone to stop doing one habit for their health, what is it that you would get everyone to do or not to do? Oh my God, this is really hard. <laughs> my mind is spinning right now because I'm thinking of like how I can answer this question, but incorporate like 12 things. So I really get to answer it 12 times with 12 <laughs> different things. That's how my brain works. So um, honestly, so let's think of what, where the STEM, like the core, core thing, I would say that, that, that starts that set off um, health problems is poor diet. So if we could get everybody to eat, clean whole foods and, and just be educated a little bit more about what they're putting in their body from when they're young, then I think that we 
probably wouldn't be running into as many health problems as we do have now. So simple, right, folks? I love the advanced stuff that we get into on this show. And then very, very often, actually, probably the vast majority of the time, the thing that people always say, these practitioners who know a ton of stuff, but the things that they always say for one thing that they would get everyone to do or not to do is simple. So you can learn all the labs, you can learn about all the parasite cleanses, and perhaps those are very useful to your particular case. But if you don't get the other stuff in check first, well, you're wasting your time. You know, you got to go do that. So I really loved this interview with Samantha. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Definitely, um, again, one of the most unique interviews that we've had on the podcast. I thought this was really cool and certainly one of the most long-term FDNs over a decade in the field. Not bad, Samantha. Not bad. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Evan Transu, a.k.a. Health Coach Ev. If you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review and maybe some kind words on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. Helps us out a lot. And really what it does is it helps get this information out there to people who need it. I always try to remind people, especially those listening, think about what you probably just learned on this podcast And then remember how many individuals out there there are that have never gotten to hear about this stuff whatsoever and are still suffering in silence with their symptoms, okay? A review takes two seconds. It helps us. It helps a lot of people out there. That's all we ask. I'll see you guys next time. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the FDN Thrive Podcast. If you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues, our team can help Whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success, spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store, or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal, we have your back. Go to FDNThrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's FDNThrive.com.